Hey, good morning, everybody. Man, it's good to gather, isn't it? I think this morning was the first time I ever looked outside. It was 37 and raining, and I thought, this is great weather. We can gather. We can do this. I was talking to my daughter yesterday. She lives in uh, Iowa, and it's minus 12 there this morning. So this really is quite balmy, uh, nice weather this morning. So good to see everybody. Okay, so uh, let, let's get this out of the way. Who, who's got the Chiefs tonight? I knew, I knew Dale might be thinking. Who's got the Bucks? Okay. Who could care less? Okay. Who could care less? Won by 21 points. <laughs> I don't know how it went out there at Midlow. Good to see you guys this morning and all of you online joining us. Boy, it's, uh, it's good to be here. I, you know, it just seems like the last year and now we add some weather and Gathering just becomes more and more of a miracle, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm grateful for it e- each week and so grateful that you can be here today. I'm going to start a little different this morning. We're talking about family and everything, but look up here. Five commands. Five commands. Pray for one another. Teach these truths to others. Always be ready. Always be ready to explain, to defend the faith you have, the hope you have in Christ. Be my witnesses, number four there. And number five, my favorite, preach. Preach the word. You know, all five of those commands are given to every single follower of Jesus Christ, especially that last one. Yeah, that last one, preach the word, that's not actually a reference to me or this spot or this moment in the service. That word and that verse has the idea that you and I are always ready. Whatever's going on, we're ready in any moment to stop and be able to talk about the goodness and rightness of God's word. That word there is proclaim. Man, be ready to proclaim God's word. Now, you think about those, those five commands, and my experience would suggest maybe, maybe as much as 50% of us will never obey those commands as a group. You pull one of those commands out, you start looking at them as individual, and it maybe gets up to like 90, 95% of us say no to our king. And our Savior. I'm not sure it's entirely appropriate to ever say no when God says to do this, but we do. Why, why, do, why do we do that? Well, I mean, a variety of reasons, but they all kind of circle around one word fear. Fear of starting a conversation, I end up looking dumb. Fear, fear of starting something I can't finish, and probably the big one fear of being rejected. Fear of being rejected, fear of being made fun of. Now, oddly enough, my message this morning is not about those commands. My message this morning is not about why we do or don't obey those commands or, or any commands. I, I set that up to, for us to think just for a moment how awesome it is, how incredible it is to be a parent. Because, see, I can go home with these little ones and I can obey all five of those commands And if they start to make me nervous or scared, I just send them to their room. I mean, how hard is that? (laughs) Psalm 127, verse 3 says, Children are a gift. They're a gift from the Lord, a reward 
from him. You know, that's a, a statement we, we hear and, and don't think a lot about. I mean, I know what it means, so I don't think about what it means, right? What does that mean that it's a, I mean, you get a gift, you know what to do with it. I, somebody gives me a gift of money, I now have the gift of enablement, empowerment. I can now do $25 more than I could have done before. But, but what is the gift of a child? What is that enabling? What is that empowering me to have or to do? What if, what if, and I'm not suggesting there's just one idea behind what it means that a child is a gift, but, but what if the gift is this? I now have the opportunity to obey a set of commands that honestly most of us are too afraid of to ever obey the Lord in. And now I have that opportunity through these kids to be found obedient. I mean, I can teach them, I can train them, I can mold them and shape them in the Lord. I don't have to worry about being nervous or scared. I mean, they're three years old. They look, they look up to me. I mean, they, they, you've got that moment. It doesn't last long. Where they think you're great, where they love you, they think you know everything, and we can seize on that opportunity to be able to share them in the Lord. Now, is that the idea that God has when he says, hey, I'm giving you a gift. I'm kind of giving you an automatic. Because we all want to be found obedient, right? Here's where we all say yes. I want to be found obedient. So God gives you a kid and say, okay, I'm going to make it easy on you here. here. Here's a place, here's a way where you can do that on, on, on that set of commands and a whole host of others. Is that actually what that means, that they're a gift? You know, as you kind of travel back over the last four or five Sundays and the passages that we've looked at as we've talked about the role of the home is our holiness, not happiness. Happiness can be a great byproduct, but the goal of the home, the goal of these relationships is holiness, that I'm learning about the Lord, exercising being like the Lord. And as you exercise being like the Lord, you'll appreciate him even more because you realize what he's putting up with with you, and, and, and so we just start growing in the Lord. But think about that role of parenting, of all the relationships in a home. You know, the parent actually has a season, a short season, where we, where we actually do kind of play like a godlike role, right? It's not just that I'm modeling or demonstrating God, I'm like actually in a God spot to this three-year-old. I mean, think about from their perspective. It looks like I have all the power and knowledge in the world. To them, it looks like I can do anything and everything that I want. I am their guider, their provider, their protector. I am their everything. Again, very short season, (laughs) but it is a season. It is there. Man, what, what are we doing with that opportunity? What, what an opportunity that it is to mold and to shape a child into the person of Jesus Christ. What, what an opportunity to have all of those commands that I can play. What, what an opportunity to disciple. You say, yeah, I don't, I don't but I don't know how. Even, even with the three-year-old, I'm not sure I would know what to do or I know how. And you've heard me say this before. That's okay. It is absolutely okay to not know how. Here's what's not okay, to do nothing about it. How many times have you said, I don't know how? How many times have you said, I don't know what to do? 
because it's not rocket science. That This isn't something that's just beyond your ability to ever do. They're three years old. We can stay a step ahead of a three-year-old, right? And I don't want to miss that opportunity. I don't, I don't want to miss that opportunity. To, I, I think probably our best opportunity to actually touch eternity. You know, when I use this word opportunity this morning... I want to draw us to a passage. It's not, it's not a parenting passage. It, it, it's a life passage. It, it applies to every kind of opportunity. It applies to every single day. But look up here at Ephesians chapter 5. Be careful how you live. That's every day, right? You wake up, you get in the car. Okay, be careful. Okay, don't be a fool. Don't go, don't go charging into a day, into an opportunity, into a decision. Don't go charging into a relationship, not knowing why you're there, not knowing what you're there to do. But, but be wise. Make the most. Do you hear God saying, seize the day? Do you hear God say, man, make the most of every opportunity. Why? Because the days are evil. So don't be thoughtless. Oh boy, I don't know about y'all, that convicts me. I, I charge into things every day with little to no thought. Just kind of do the next natural thing, right? Just do what kind of comes next. It's No, have a thought. Think through where you're going, why, what. Understand what the Lord wants you to do in that moment, in that relationship, in that job, in that decision. Understand what God wants you to do with this child. Now, in, in this particular case, especially if you've been here the last two, three Sundays, don't actually have to wonder what the Lord's will is for me as a parent, do I? I mean, hasn't he kind of made it pretty clear to us over and over and over? I mean, Dear Lord, what do I do with a child? I'm pretty sure he would say, I want you to teach him. I want you to share with him the faith. I want you to live and model that faith. I want you to transfer that faith. Man, we know what God's will is with the child. And, and the time to do it is right now. You saw that phrase, the days are evil. The days are evil. What, what, is that, what does that mean? I mean, we probably read that and think, well, you know, we, we live in evil days, right? Evil day. Man, I, want, I, want to, I want to do right by my child. I want to prepare them and train them in the Lord because they're heading out into evil days. But I'd like to throw another angle on that phrase, evil days, and, and it's this, in the abundance of our days, we are tempted to do evil. You know what the evil is? It's to be given something precious and do nothing with it. And you know what's precious? You think about, say, a child, right? Well, a child is precious, but that, that, no, a day, a day. A day in this life is a valuable, precious commodity, and you and I almost never treat it that way. You know why? Because I got so many. I, I, I've, got a, I've got an abundance of days, and in my abundance of days, there's usually not an urgency to do anything today. And I, I know I need to be a better Christian, and I'm going to. When? You know, I, I, I know I need to be a better husband, a better wife. I know, boy, I know I need to be a, a better parent. I, I, I know it. I can see it. And I'm, I'm going to. When I get past this project, 
You know, when we get past this COVID thing and we can start re-engaging in some, some thing. Boy, when we, there's always a moment that I'm going to do that. It never has to be today because I got so many days to get this right. Until I don't. And do you know what is a hundred percent guarantee? Is every one of us arrives at a place much faster than we thought, realizing I don't. I don't have a lot of days. You know, we think about 18 years, and I'm being a little bit repetitive to last week, but we think about the 18 years we have with a child. I, I, I think it's much more critical than that. I, I think, and, and this is for you who have not yet had a child or are going to be having a child soon, the first five years... Oh my gosh, what, that, you, again, we're talking about opportunity this morning. What an incredible opportunity to mold and shape a child in Christ. And boy, to rightly handle those first five years really sets us up then for what can happen. It's not an automatic, but what can happen in years six through 18. And even those 18 years, all 18, and boy, they go, they go fast. I've done it four times now. And boy, when they're four and five, you don't think anything's going fast, do you? I just, I just want to survive. I'm, I'm ankle deep and throw up and everything smells and is a mess. <laughs> you know, you just think this is just never going to end. And then all of a sudden, right? It's a, it's a 100% chance guarantee of that. It's so critical. Because when we go past that 18th birthday, it changes. I'm not talking about their address. I'm not talking about what they're doing in life next. Saying when they hit 18, it it completely changes. Your opportunity is not the same. And you don't get it back. You don't get to replicate it. You don't get to duplicate it ever. Ever again. Now, as I said last week, that doesn't mean you have no opportunity. It just means moving forward, it's going to be much more limited. And you've got to be so much more strategic, so much more wise in how you do that. And I want you to know something about your church. Boy, we really want to come alongside you and and help you grab a hold of this great, this urgent, this critical, this incredible opportunity of raising a child. And we, we really do believe that is the opportunity of, of life, and, and we want to come alongside you. We value here at the Heights helping you be the primary faith trainer of your child. And we, we bring a lot of resources. We bring a lot of events to the, to the table to help you do that. And, I, and I'll tell you something. It's a little bit frustrating sometimes as pastors, and I'm, I'm going to have a little pastor pout moment here. It's amazing what we bring and then watch how it's not taken advantage of. It's not used. And you know, a lot of that is we don't really move until something's on fire. Now, when it's on fire, now where's my church? Why didn't y'all ever? My kid doesn't even like being here. And we want to know what happened and where was the church. We're like, we've been here all along. But unless something's on fire, we don't go to an event. Unless something's on fire, we don't find out what's happening. And, and man, we've got so much for you here. You know, you think about the nature of a, of a family series, a parenting series, marriage series. 
in here, in this moment, I have to fly at 30,000 feet. We're, we're going to stay at broad ideas, general, universal principles. But I, I want you to know something. I absolutely understand. There are things that I'm saying that are flying in the face of your actual experience. And, and inside you, you're going, well, but what about? Well, but that doesn't make any sense with this. And, and you want to know about these specifics. And Folks, we answer those specifics. We've got resources and, and opportunities for that to be done. And so, you, you know, what I did today, what I've planned for today, I planned it in this whole series and a part of today, I want to do a little infomercial. I, I want you to understand what your church has for you here. And listen who this is for. It's not for preschool parents. Of course it's for preschool parents. It's for grandparents. It's for singles. It's for our youth. You say, well, you know, I don't have a child. I don't know if I'm going to have a child. But you know what? A hundred percent of us are. We're around people who are talking about their home. A hundred percent of us are around people somewhere. I doubt you live a whole month without hearing somebody have a conversation about something going on in their family. And what if you knew what your church had? And what if you could say, hey, you know what? My church has some resources, and they're open to you. They're available to you. Wouldn't that be an opportunity for you? So, see, we all need to know what's available here. You know what your church wants to be? We want to be a really sharp, effective tool in your hand for doing your work and ministry out in the world, for your being able to serve and bless and help somebody else. We just want to be a tool that you can use, but that, mean, that means you've got to know what we have here. So for our little, we have a, a, an MC for our infomercial, and that's Jerry Witt. Come on up here, Jerry. Jerry uh, is our next generation pastor. I know some of you thinking, what's a next generation pastor? It's, it's yeah, right here. And, and so we have a youth pastor, yes. Will. We have a children's pastor who we Eric. just saw a moment yeah. ago in the baptismal, Eric. And uh, so a next gen pastor, you kind of t- take... Preschool. And Brandy, Brandy is preschool, and you take all of them and their vision and their work and their ministry and kind of make sure it's all working together so that we have one vision from zero to 18, one vision as we come alongside. We try to do that really well. Parents. Now, now you've not always been our next-gen pastor. You started as youth pastor. How long have you been doing the next-gen? About six years now, I guess. Is that long already? Six years we've been trying to figure out (laughs) what a next-gen pastor is. And as of this morning, we're there. Let me me tell you something else about about Jerry being our next-gen pastor for six years. This Thursday, February 11, Jerry will have been a pastor here at the Heights. For 20 years. Wow. 20 years. Where's, Bo- where's Bonnie? Yeah. Is Bonnie in here? No, she's... Uh, yeah, yeah she is. Well, uh, she? No, I, no, I know more than you do about what's going oh, on okay. in this oh, moment. I I Believe it or not. Come on up, I Bonnie, Ellie, oh. Lily, the whole gang. I want wow. you to see their whole family. I didn't know I was here 20 years, so I saw the bulletin this morning, by the way. You saw the bulletin? Yeah, oh, I didn't hoping, even know that. I was hoping to well, surprise you. It was really well written, wasn't it? I wrote that stuff about you. So uh, y'all come up more into the frame here so our Midlothian crowd can be sure and see us and online. Now you, when you first, I've been about a year less than you. Yes. You weren't married when you started, right? No, I wasn't. So you came here single, Mm -hmm. realized you don't have a clue what you're doing, so you got married. 
And, and so we could uh-huh. add the better part of the ministry. Yeah. And now we've got Ellie and Lily up yes. here and, and his Look family. At, uh, Ellie's <laughs> loving it right now. Everyone's looking at it. And it's a very color-coordinated family for not know, knowing that you... I did you, not know this. Right and now. mom pops a little with the yellow. I, li- yeah. I like this. Let, folks, let me tell you something. Um, I'm going to say two things uh, uh, about this. First of all... Uh, Jerry is an incredible part of our team. And when I think of Jerry, one thing that stands out to me, believe it or not, is not actually what his job description is, which he's done a good job at for all 20 years. Jerry has always been very quick uh, in a love for his Lord and in a love for our church to think about, hey, where do we need to be? What can we be? And he steps out of his job description often to take on huge amounts of work, anything that, that helps our church. And he has, has consistently done that over and over. There's so many things we're doing. And maybe you didn't even realize, well, it was Jerry that brought that idea. It was Jerry that, that developed that. And uh, so I, I have, I've always appreciated the way that, that Jerry does that on our team. And we actually, we have a lot of guys on our team yeah. uh, that do that. But I, I, J- Jerry, that is an incredible mm-hmm. quality of yours. And uh, just an exciting thing to, to be thinking about. And I, I say this at anniversaries, but the average stay of a pastor, a senior pastor, is four to six years. And associate pastors is less than that. And so the truth of the matter is when you get to five and certainly you get to 10, 15, you're talking about rare air. But when you get to 20, it's no longer about how rare that is. When, when you get to 20, you have an individual, a marriage, a family that has now given plural decades of their life to serving our well-being. Amen. And you know what? The scripture says we honor that. We, we respect that here in our church. And so in these uh, following days and weeks, it's a little bit different right now. I know we've probably got a lot of folks you've ministered to mm-hmm. that are watching online. I, I, I know my family, we had four come up through his ministry. And as I've said before, we have a lot of Jerry stories in our family. <laughs> all good, I'm sure. All Almost good. half of them are good. Others are at your expense. But uh, we, uh, I hope you'll take time in these coming days to just acknowledge this family. Maybe it's a, an email, a card, a note. Maybe you just walk up to them out there. We, I actually do have uh, a, a little something for you here. This is for Bonnie. Bonnie, don't oh, let don't let that. Jerry this weekend tell you that this is his Valentine's gift. It okay, because he had nothing to do with that. If you give it to me tomorrow, and, I could have done that. So, <laughs> so and uh, Jerry, yes. a little gift from the church, Thank trying to much. trying to somehow kind of acknowledge uh, twenty years of his life given to this church family. So, we all uh, with me just much. express your love for his twenty years. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's been a privilege. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Even, uh, even the online people on their couch are clapping right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels in my heart. I'm a sympathy <laughs> or I Thank you guys for joining Thank us. You very much. Usually I send them all off, but now yeah. you actually have to work. Yes, I so do. So we, we brought you up here for, for a reason. By the way, this worked out. I, I, I planned the series, planned Jerry on this day, and then good. realized today or this week was your anniversary. So kind of gave us a chance to surprise yeah. you a little bit. Hey, Bonnie, would you bring those flowers back so I can give them to you at, at 10, 
Not right now. Just land right there. Because <laughs> everybody will know I took them back. Just, I got to have them back yeah. by 1045. <laughs> so we can surprise you a second time. So, uh, um, but uh, Jerry, you heard what I was just saying yes. about an infomercial. You put a lot of these resources together mm-hmm. yourself. I'm actually just going to kind of step back. Jerry, uh-huh. give you the floor for a moment and share a little okay. bit there about what we have. Well, okay. Hey, well, thank you. It's been, it's been a privilege to serve here for 20 years. And uh, about five or six years ago, uh, we, we really started thinking about how can we invest better with our students and our preschool children and youth ministry. And we realized, I don't know why it took us long to figure it out, Randy, but it's really the parents are the, the key resource people for us that we need to really go to and encourage. So it's been a real passion of mine and our next-gen team uh, to come alongside parents and to equip them uh, with the things that would help them in their marriage and in their parenting and any aspect of life we possibly do. And so we've worked really hard over the last few years. You have a great next-gen team. Uh, we love you. We care about you. We pray about you weekly. We think about our families all the time. Any program we do just doesn't happen in our next generation ministry by accident. We thought about it. We put some uh, thought and energy into it, and we are thinking about you each and every day. So when we give you resources, hey, we, we vetted them. They're good, good resources. So I hope you'll take advantage. And I'll talk a little about the resources here in a second. But also to go back a number of years ago, I was a uh, thinking about, I had some parents that were complaining about, you know, I wasn't being the best youth pastor I could be. I could do this. I could do that better. And I would get mad at them, right? Oh my gosh, you can't believe I worked so hard for this and they should know that better in this. And then I realized though, uh, as I was leading families and leading students and leading volunteers, what was I doing personally to resource them? And the answer was, you know, not too long ago, we were doing very little to resource parents early on in my ministry. So this became a real passion of ours to resource parents with the best stuff that we possibly have out there. So you get advantage of that. So we have a whole research team for you to use and invest in each and every week. So please call us. But let me get a few resources we talk about specifically. Upstairs in our, uh, you walk up the stairs and we have our youth room. We have a family resource table. And on that family resource table, uh, there's all kinds of resources for preschool, children, and youth ministry for parents to check out, uh, things such as like cell phone policies, social media, stuff you need to know about social media for your kids are looking at, uh, uh, how to study your Bible with your family, how to put that together. And so we have those resources available where you just got to go up and pick them up. We try to send out pretty regularly weekly emails or at least monthly email what's going on in our children and youth and preschool ministries. So you can check that out as well. And so when it comes to resourcing, we have tons of stuff for you. But I want to share just three things that it's not like what Randy said a while ago. It's not rocket scientists. I don't think how to be a, a great parent that able to pass on your faith to the next generation, which is really our goal is to pass on our faith to the next generation. There's a book out a few years ago called Nothing Less, and it's actually on the resource table upstairs. Uh, and and when they talked 2,000 evangelical families who passed on their faith successfully to the next generation, their kids. And they said, here are 10 things that were very beneficial for their family. They all had in common, these 10 things. So I'll give you top three, and they're not rocket scientists. But they said the top three things for a family to pass on their faith is that their kids were encouraged to read their Bible daily. They're encouraged to read the Bible daily. It's a really easy resource, really easy thing to do. We actually have a resource for you, especially if you're in children's ministry. Each and every week, you'll come out of kids' worship, and you'll be given a, a sheet called a God Time Sheet. It has five devotionals on it for your kids to go through, and you can go through them as well. So one thing was, hey, have your kids read their Bible daily. So in order to have our kids read their Bible daily, it's probably pretty, pretty important that we read our Bible daily too, right? You think that's important? Yeah. So parents have a, cute, a huge role in that. Number two was this, that they actively served in the church growing up. 
uh, that the kids who kept their faith long-term, they actively served in the church growing up. And so, once again, I can't tell you all the opportunities we have, Randy, for kids to serve. Uh, we, have, we, have, we have the choir, multi-gen choir. We have small group they can serve in. We have in the youth ministry area they can serve in. Matter of fact, this is pretty cool. About two years ago, we were really struggling for uh, volunteers in our children's ministry for life group leaders. And so we really thought, you know, we really love kids to start investing in that generation, making opportunities for them. And so I remember one day talking about it, praying about it, just really struggling having a uh, youth volunteer over there and, uh, and having a struggle trying to get teachers each and every week. Well, about four, two years ago, I'm walking through the hallways, and if you guys have been into our children's hallway, you'll see a picture on the wall of the teachers who teach that class right, and, uh, and who's in it. So I'm just walking down the hallway praying, God, I hope you know, I'm praying that we have people to volunteer. As I'm walking down the hall, not realizing, I'm walking by his classrooms, and every classroom up there had a teenager volunteering in it, one to two teenagers volunteering in it. Huge win for our ministry, because that's a key component for your student to keep their faith, is they're actively involved in the church. So read the Bible, they're actively involved in the church. And the third one is that they have a prayer life. They pray. They pray for things in your family. They pray for things yourself. And once again, parents, we model that for them. And so I would encourage you, as a parent, if you want to do at least the top three things uh, that really mark you passing on your faith, man, read your Bible with your kids. Spend some time doing it. You know, I'm like most parents. I'm busy. And we don't have a Bible reading time where we do every single day. But guess what? Three or four times a week, we're sitting down with my family, and we're reading and doing a devotional together. Okay? Uh, Prayer time. Man, encourage your kids to pray about things. Ask what they need to pray about in the morning, afternoon, evening. Look for those opportunities uh, to see how you can pray for your, your son and daughter and talk to them about and model that. And also, man, if there's an opportunity to serve in the church, have your kids serve. See what they can do, where they can volunteer, where they can uh, be a, a hope for God's kingdom here in our church. So uh, those are the three top. You know, there's, there's ten of them, actually. Another one was uh, they, they were mentored by someone in the church. We have small groups that happens. And another one is huge, Randy, is this. Yeah. They, want, they go on mission trips. If they're going to yeah. pass on the faith, a student has one on a mission trip, either locally or domestically, uh, their time growing up in the church. So those are really three to five things that are just really key for you to do that. So a lot of that information can be found in this book up here called Nothing Less. And that's, in, once again, our Family Resource Center. So we're going to do one more thing, Randy, and I'm going to go here for you. We're trying to do all we can to resource you and try to make you Take the resources we have for you. So if you walk up after the service uh, up to the stairs, go to the Family Resource Center, we have the free resources that you can pick up for you. Also, we have a gift card for them as well. So we're doing all we Just can. For going Just going up, up there. and we're looking at it. We're paying them off. We're paying you to off learn about to being a parent. There. So we are doing all we can to say, please, please take advantage of our resources. And so if you go up there, just check the table to see Melissa Pye is up there. Say hi to her. She may snap a picture of you. She'll give you a gift card to just look it out. So we're doing all we can. I don't know what else we do. Can we do yeah. anything else? I don't so, know. Can we let, do anything let else? Let me, and I'm, I'm thinking of our Midlothian crowd. You yes. and I were talking about this. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not presently a physical resource area. No, but we're working with Buddy this week. But that's going to be there this week. Yes. And so Buddy can figure out how to bribe them next week to go look at it so they can find out what's there. We don't call it bribe. We want to call it encouraging. Encouraging. (laughs) It's a a gift for being encouraged. Okay. Also, real quickly, obviously our focus today is parenting, but but in, in this series, because we have resources for marriage, 
Yes. Also, Thank married people reminding. night out, yes, which you actually, just promoted. Yeah, actually, we once again we think one of the best things you can do for your family is have a healthy marriage. So once again, we invest in our married people ministry. So actually, February twentieth, we have a drive-through double date night. So it's a free event for you. Not you, a crowd. Not a crowd. Pick You're, one couple one you know couple is COVID and free. Couple with you. Uh, you'll drive through our church parking lot. We'll give you a, a box. We'll have a bunch of stuff inside for you that will give you just a great evening to go out with one another and hang out. And we're going to watch your kids do it. And, and there is a, an app mm-hmm. with that. Is it Married People Night Out that has uh, well, we the have, app or is it another? It's another app called the Parent Q app, which we'll okay. see that in the resource table. It's like one of our featured resources. You walk upstairs, you'll see two featured resources. One will be the Not, Nothing Less book and one will be the Parent Q app. And the Parent okay. Q app, if you guys aren't familiar with that, you can download that. That will give you a couple of thoughts each and every week that you can uh, engage your students with and your family. Right. And, and you also, can also access maybe some of those more specific yes, questions absolutely. that aren't going to be dealt with mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a sermon per se. Absolutely. Yeah. And also mm-hmm. with the Parent Q app, it actually kind of keep up what your kids are learning too in our kids' worship as well. So we kind of track So it's unique to our church. It's yes. not just a general product yes. out there. Okay. Super. Thank you, Jerry, for the infomercial. Thank you for 20 years. It's exciting. It's exciting. I know know a lot of your homes have been very, very blessed by uh, Jerry and Bonnie. You know, it's interesting that the ebb and flow of life and and how it works. Uh, You know, somewhere around that 25 to 38, that range in there, that's when we're having... That's when we're generally having children. Maybe a little bit younger sometimes, maybe a little bit older sometimes. But that that 25 to 38, well, think about what else is going on during those years. That's when we're also getting established in a career. And and not only trying to get a career started, but maybe get advancing and developing and moving forward in that career. And then that's also when we're maybe getting a, a house or, or maybe trying to make, a, make another jump into a little bit more expensive house, a little bit more mortgage. I mean, that, that 25 to 38 can be a, a pretty fast, uh, tiring, and, and stressful time in life. Plus, we have these little ones that are whatever energy we have left, they make sure they got it. You know, and then, and then you add to this because we're still a little bit young, we're still maybe going full tilt in our activities and, and our hobbies. And uh, it's amazing as we go through this season of life, 25 to 38, where that, remember we just talked about how important those first five years can be, that we're maybe at the most tired, maybe at the most stressed. And, and then all of a sudden we come rolling around into the late 40s and early 50s. A lot of you haven't been there. I'm telling you what's going to happen. And, and all of a sudden you got a little more time. You know, the careers kind of, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's settling in the house. It is what it is. It's, it's kind of settling. And we're not as young, so we're not going full tilt on every activity and hobby. Not after, you know, the knee replacement. And I always sit on the bench anyway. And, you know, so pretty soon we're not doing all of these things that, that have been eating up our time. And now, now, man, I'll tell you something. I've really got time with kids. Hey, honey, where are the kids? The last one moved out nine months ago. It's interesting as parents, when we maybe feel that we have the most time is when we no longer have it to give. You know that the challenge here, and I, and I take you back to Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. 
All the things we're running after, all the things that make us tired, all the things that stress us out, are also all the things where we get our kudos. And we're very tempted, we're very needy for the kudos. I I, I like a raise. I like a promotion. I like a little plaque. I like when my team wins. You know, I like when I go out there and get to post a picture of my big catch. You see, all these things we go running after, they do have rewards that come with them. Parenting? When it's tiring and expensive, not a, not a lot of rewards. No promotion. You certainly don't get any raises. Maybe a Father's Day plaque or something, I don't know. See, we don't, we don't get all of the kudos all along the way during that time. But, but here's what I know. Is 100% of us, at some point, will be old. Unless you die first. 100% of us will be old. And, and imagine there's few people in here that could give testimony to this. It's amazing how unimportant it becomes that you sent that next email. That you stayed that hour. That you made that call. That you were on that team. You, you reach an age where every year it just really becomes very defined what really counts. We're going to chase a lot of opportunities this week. Do we grasp and understand that maybe raising a child is the single greatest opportunity of life? So now I go back to Ephesians 5. Don't be a fool. We can be very tempted in what we're chasing today, but, but have the wisdom to look out there at what you might be thinking, at least 100% of humanity before you was thinking it, at 65, at 70, at 75, and have the wisdom to know where things end. And make decisions in light of that today. That doesn't mean, by the way, that we don't work anymore. Doesn't mean that you're not on a ball team. But boy, it sure should sure, sure, ah, should sure say something about our energy, our tiredness, our priorities, and how we're ordering that each week. Amen. Amen. Children are a gift from the Lord. What's the gift, God? Oh, it may be the best opportunity you have. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning and we ask for your wisdom. I'm reminded of James chapter 1 that says, If we lack wisdom, to ask you for it and then believe it. Believe it and look for the answer. Lord, I, I, would, I would pray for everybody in here that we would no longer ever again in our lives be satisfied saying, I don't know how. But we would move to find out how. Lord, I thank you for, for pastors like, like Jerry and that whole team and all they've done to provide all the resources and everything that we need so that we don't have to say, I don't know how. Lord, may we not be fools, but be wise. May we not live life thoughtlessly, but know what you want us to do. 
in every day, in every decision, in every single opportunity. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're there to guide and help us land on just the right thing. Every single time. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.